UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/ugc. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of email einstein podcast i'm vera sadlak an email marketer at an email marketing agency called flowium and here at flowium we are very passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do we want to share our insights with you we specialize in delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment that's what we're all about here at flowium and today i have a special guest for you guys so stay tuned Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honoring your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. I'm so excited to be here today with one of my colleagues with Amara Record. Amara is actually our chief operating officer here at Floium, also mom of four beautiful kiddos and a bunch of fur babies too. <laughs> Say hi, Amara. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm so excited to, to have you here because the topic that we will be discussing, I felt like you would be the best person, honestly, to talk about because today you guys will be talking about all kinds of email marketing and marketing technology and different like tools that you can use to basically make the most out of your email strategies. I, I, I like to think that email marketing and technology go together like gin and tonic or a peanut butter and jelly <laughs> or mustard and ketchup. You decide. So <laughs> it's really hard to, to, to go without them. So Amira, I'm really happy that you're here with us today on this podcast. Ah, excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Just starting with email marketing and Clavio, learn the ins and outs of Clavio in a week or less with our step-by-step -step course. No stress, no confusion, no nonsense. Go to ClaviaMastery.com to learn more. Before we go to all of the juicy and serious questions, Amira, let's do a quick Blitz Q&A just to get to know you better, okay? Okay, I live for these. I feel like I will know the answer to a lot of them, but let me let me check how well I know you. Okay, texting okay. or calling? Texting. Hey, it's a lot more texting. efficient. For it's sure, just texting. Efficient. It's fast. Texting all the way. Yeah. Cake or pie? Pie, but it has to be hot right out of the oven. Yes, and with a bit of an ice cream on it. That's my mm -hmm. Unless that's it's my chocolate pie. Chocolate oh. pie can be cold. I don't do chocolate pies. Why Why would you do chocolate Whoa. pie if you can have chocolate cake, right? Oh, I don't know. It's like, it doesn't sit well with me, chocolate like pie. You have chocolate ganache and you have chocolate shavings and you have like uh, chocolate creams and you can do white chocolate mixed with different Cool Whips and berries go well <laughs> with chocolate. And <laughs> I feel like our Blitz Q&A is not so Blitz anymore because we can be talking about like chocolate and sweets for long time okay cool this one is kind of an interesting one cat person or dog person amara mm. i that one is a really tough one for me because i i do i have a, a family of cats and i have a family of dogs and they both serve purposes so <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm probably more of a cat person in the sense of relating to them a little bit more 
but I love dogs. I love all living things. So awesome. Awesome. Place you want, you most want to travel to? Denmark. Denmark. Nice. That's a good one, Amira. That's a good one. Do you have some like Danish roots? I do. So um, do. I, I do have Danish roots. And so my family is Danish on both sides. And mm. uh, also Denmark has amazing history to it as well. So yes. I would love to go and, and explore. Um, I'm sure you would love it there. Okay. The last one is kind of, kind of random, but can you name all seven dwarfs? Do you know them all? <laughs> so you have Sleepy, Grumpy. And that's pretty much it. The other five doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, then there's the one that's goofy. And then there's the one that is short. There's Doc. Yeah, no, I cannot. I cannot name all Grumpy, seven. Grumpy, dopey, dog, happy, bashful, sneezy, sleepy. <laughs> I was preparing You're for amazing. this podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm like reading them from my notes, actually. So <laughs> awesome. Wow. Okay, cool. Amara, okay. Now let's go to like serious and juicy questions when it comes to like collaboration and organizing the processes you are definitely the queen in our team so why do you think collaboration is sometimes so challenging both like in-person teams and for remote teams like why do you think it's so challenging well, I think collaboration is really a key point of uh, any team and in any workplace, it becomes both a focus and a challenge. And so when teams collaboratively work together to make decisions and deliver services, they experience extraordinary outcomes. But the difficulty is how do you branch that both in in-person teams and remote teams? And the importance mm -hmm. is that once they understand decisions or collaborations and, and the how and the why, teams are more likely to accept and be committed and implement any of those key collaborations that a team needs to make. So when they collaborate together, team members bring their own perspective, they bring their own ideas, they bring their own energies, and it enables everybody to challenge one another, to have functional if you would, exciting conflicts around different ideas mm -hmm. and to create better solutions overall as a team. So ultimately our goal as leaders is to foster collaborative behaviors. And I always say that there's three elements to it. So the first is the purpose of the team that has to be identified, right? So the group identity and that's why collaboration is so important because you need to have the feeling that you belong to something unique, worthwhile, and mm -hmm. uh, really team building. And then the next is the attributes of a team. So collaboration is so important. Every single team member brings different skills, different knowledge sets, and how to accomplish their roles and their goals together to contribute to projects and the services that you deliver is so important. And the third thing is the belief and trust in the team. So belief that like working together is effective and that you can perform well together rather than apart and really trusting mm -hmm. team members to work are so important in collaboration, which is why it can be so challenging. So really the way that team members connect through both interpersonal means and technology uh, really needs to be examined in any organization and then just guided in that exact executive role is making sure that your team has all of the tools that they need in order to collaborate well. So virtual teams, they actually have a whole different challenge. So there's a, yeah. according yeah. to data from Cornell University, 80% of virtual teams fall short of their goals and only a wow. third rate themselves, or I should say a third rate themselves as unsuccessful in completing 
team collaboration. Mm -hmm. So I think the right team is extremely important. And then the touch points that we allow that team to have together in collaboration is so important. And technology is a key aspect of that. Right, right. Now, collaboration, like when done right, collaboration is definitely a powerful force. But unfortunately, for many teams, especially like during the pandemic, but for and for other teams that are just generally work as remote teams, organic collaboration is like almost impossible, you know, when you work remotely. So can you just like briefly tell us how do we as team of Floium like navigate it internally, both with our team and how do we work with our clients? Like what are some tips and tricks you can give to uh, teams that are trying to collaborate uh, remotely. The first aspect is really strong connecting skills. So how does our team connect together day in and day out with each other? And then how do we allow them to connect with clients? Uh I think we're going to talk in a minute about what we use kind of internally, but That's the first aspect is is the strong connecting skills. The next I would say is awareness and sensitivity of different cultures and environments. So Floium is a global team. All of our team members are across the globe. And so taking in that time awareness, trying to coordinate meetings can sometimes be difficult. So having the Mm -hmm. right technology where you can communicate where it might not be live is ultimately really important as well. And then I think also the ability to work independently as a team member with the desire to be connected to a team is also extremely important. So here at Floium, I would say that we use the right culture uh, that mm-hmm. we create as a team and then make sure that we're in the the right working environment in our own personal space. And then using the technology really drives that force with collaboration. And I think any team really has to take that at core is, is how are you allowing your team to work together and how are you allowing them to connect with clients? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, I, I love that like culture of being there for each other, the culture of um, not having the micromanagement here, that's for sure. Uh, and you already like briefly manage the tools that we are using, like the technology stack. And like for those of you guys who don't know what the technology stack is, this is basically the marketing jar- jargon that you will hear more often probably if you haven't heard already essentially a marketing technology stack is exactly what it sounds like it's a group of different like tag based tools that we as marketers and like businesses use to improve our marketing activities and marketing strategies and stuff like that but also that 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 word stack means that all this like technology they like work really well with each other america can you just like briefly tell about our email marketing stack or like marketing stack in general. I know we have like gazillion different like little super helpful tools and probably one podcast is not enough to cover them all. But like briefly, what is in our email marketing stack? Sure. So we use Asana, which is a project management tool. We use Slack for a communication tool. We use Zoom with our clients, especially, but also as internal meetings and to really collaborate live. We use Loom, which is also a video recording app. I mean, I use it as an extension on my Chrome. And it's nice because that one is also a video app 
but you can record videos and send them back and forth with mm-hmm. ease, which makes it nice when our team is so global and not always on the same time zone. We use Google Drive quite often for several reasons. And then we also use Miro, which is a, mm-hmm. an online whiteboard, if you would, that the teams can collaborate on as well. And honestly, some of those tools I use in my personal life too. Like I cannot <laughs> imagine my life without Loom. My friends probably hate me for all of the Loom videos that I send to them, <laughs> trying to like explain stuff, you know, and like Asana. I have Asana for my like home projects now, believe it or not. Like, I just like, I love those tools. They're like so helpful. Probably like you as a mom of four are using some of those tools too, no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. So I, I even have my own little Asana page of private things that I'm trying to keep track of. My kids Aww. and I have totally hopped on a Zoom call. We live in what? a... No. There's there's four <laughs> stories. And so we have totally connected with a Zoom link from the top story to the bottom story to relay what's going on for the day. <laughs> um, I used to totally be against that, but now I, I totally am for it. So teenagers <laughs> are hard. We use, obviously we use Google Drive a lot as well, uh, just internally with keeping track of programs. I mean, yeah. it's a great, it's a great thing to have on a business Absolutely. level. And I love that you can turn it personal too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of those tools in depth. Um, you've briefly talked about the Asana, um, like the planning tool Asana. And for those of you who don't know, Asana basically, okay, Mara, you're probably going to be a better person to explain <laughs> what Asana is and like how, how it works. But for us, this tool is amazing. It, it, it allows us to efficiently and transparently organize and plan projects and deliver the projects. So Amira, briefly explain mm-hmm. what is Asana and how does it help our entire team to stay in sync? So Asana is that project management tool. And so what I like to think of it is, uh, especially in operations, or if you have any type of organization, you would probably be familiar with the term what's called mapping, where mm-hmm. uh, a great Something even for smaller teams is if you take a a whiteboard and you pin post-it notes on the whiteboard and in the order of what happens next for a certain task. Mm -hmm. So it's always the question is, is the what comes next, right? So if you were on a whiteboard and you said, the first thing that I need to do, here's one for you. If you were mapping out how to do dishes for your children, you would start out with post-it notes of first, (laughs) turn on the water and use the sponge, then scrub Mm -hmm. the dishes relatively clean before loading the dishwasher (laughs) and then adding the soap and then pushing the start button. But ultimately, when you start mapping those, there's a lot of questions that come. So you're going to turn on the water. Well, what comes next? And you would be able Mm -hmm. to describe it. So taking that small example and then turning it into a business perspective. So for a lot of us, we do campaigns, for example. And so the campaign is, well, we're going to first start with the approved strategy and then what comes next? Well, the next thing Mm -hmm. would be that we need to create the guidelines, which means that a document needs to be created. And ultimately, if you tell a team to do these things, each person is going to have a different method or a different structure to it that they would get the Mm -hmm. end result done, which allows for little mistakes to be made in the process or for things to get left out. So Asana allows us to map each task with what we call a parent task, which would be do the dishes. And then underneath would have all of the subjects 
tasks, which would be Mm -hmm. use soap, use a sponge. And it gets great for even the more detail oriented steps. You know, what kind of sponge should you use or what kind of sponges are you allowed to use? Mm -hmm. Can you use soap on stoneware? The answer is no. Can you use soap on cast iron? The answer is no. So wait, what? You can't use it on cast iron? I didn't realize that. No, no. So cast iron, you just wash with a sponge and hot water and then you pull it out and you put a little oil on it. But (laughs) if you just said to wash the dishes, (laughs) but if you just said to wash dishes, right, you would assume that that meant Mm -hmm. everything. So for us, the importance of having a map for each task is so important and being able to also hold yourself accountable is Mm -hmm. also really important. In other words, checking off those tasks are, are great. So we have a parent task in the parent task are all the subtasks. And sometimes in those subtasks are more subtasks. So it allows it to make it so that several team members across a wide variety of um, areas and different, you know, just systems mm-hmm. that they use can ultimately deliver the same result by following that process. And Asana is what helps us to do that. So we can see what is left to be done in a task or what has been done in a task already. And all mm-hmm. of us can see it internally, Right. organize it by project per client, as well as per department. So Asana just really helps us to ultimately see the broader view of what's going on internally. And I will say it's also great too, if you have multiple team members working on one task or Mm -hmm. on something similar together, any of them can come in and be able to pick up where another person left off simply because we have a process in place. Mm -hmm. So Asana is great for just mapping all of the tasks that you need to get done. Right. And I love that it's very like flexible. It can be honestly, like some people I know use it more like a calendar for strategic planning, you know, they have the Mm -hmm. calendar view and they plan when, what should be done. Some people use it more as a to-do list, but I love that our system that we have internally is kind of a combination of both. We do have the strategic planning aspect, but also all of our tasks are very like templatized. So you can like copy and paste the same parent task with a bunch of little like to-do list tasks in it. So the margin for error is very like, small. That's that's what I love about how we like use Asana internally. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Amira, do you have any like Asana tricks that you love or like, is there any like Asana functionality that you love in particularly, or you can like recommend everyone to use? So I think that when you are, when you have a a paid seat in Asana, so several users can be a part of your Asana. And when you have a paid seat and you're creating the templates, my favorite aspect of that part, it will create a a little new section in the task, which is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. features. But even if you are, just using it as any type of member or user, you can hit tab S and create the new subtask. So it goes really Mm -hmm. fast. And ultimately that's what I really like is all of the little cheat codes. Is that what they are? Little cheat buttons Mm -hmm. (laughs) that just help making the creation faster. So that's, that's probably my favorite aspect of Asana is just really the organized structure. So if you, if you're somebody who likes to color code your clothes or (laughs) roll your pencils in a drawer, my mom used to take all of her uh, number two pencils and roll them in a drawer so that the lettering was all facing on the top. So if you opened it, it all looked really Ready? Yeah. So oh, I, yes. I would say Asana awesome. is great for that. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure. I just got myself a label maker. So I, I hope to be at your mom's level one day. But for now, it's just the label maker. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. You got to start by. <laughs> 
using our label maker in your fridge. This is food. This is milk. I <laughs> honestly, I don't have anything to label. I got like so excited. I created two stickers for my like garbage, organic and recycling. And that's it. And I have nothing else to label, but I will figure something out. Um, so, okay, cool. Let's go to the next sort of like group of um, tools that we are using, the visual collaboration tools. This is like so powerful. And um, I want us to specifically focus on the tool called Miro that you already mentioned briefly. So what is Miro? How do we use it? And why we use it? at all. Like, can you like briefly talk about it? Yeah. So Miro, and it's spelled M-I-R-O for anybody who tries to look up this program. So it is probably one of our key tools. We use it internally mm -hmm. as a team. We use it with our clients. It's really an open board for projects to collaborate or team members to collaborate. And it includes client teams and our internal teams too. So we can kind of talk about those in a different aspect. But what's great is think of it like a big whiteboard. And on the whiteboard, you can build in every single aspect, but even more so <laughs> it's kind of like if anybody here has ever played Minecraft or, or the animal crossing where it's just an <laughs> open world platform and you just create all of these little towns and all of these little mm -hmm. sections and all of these little things. It's exactly like that. Like, I don't know where it ends. <laughs> we have built, <laughs> we open it up we, and it just seems to go forever and ever and ever. So you no just, end so far. Yeah. No end I think it's to like each universe. Board. It's like its own little universe. And then and what's great is that uh, you can organize by departments or by projects or by teams. So each one of our clients is given a, a dashboard and we do this through Miro. So we have one Miro board per client and our team can go in, open it up and see what's going on in that project visually. So we have everything from, so on the client side, we have everything from the strategy, their entire flow strategy, what's in mm -hmm. each flow, the time delays. We have their campaign pain calendars in there so that they can easily see it. We have the quarterly goals that are broken down by month and the priority lists. We can see what's being done in those priorities. So we can see the progress of each one. And we can also add in, geez, images, documents, everything, yes. slides. It's great to just add in. And I'm not talking like a little link. I mean, it integrates great with Google Drive to where if you put in a Google link, it turns into the dock that you can just click on. So visually it's, it's aesthetically pleasing as well. Mm -hmm. And it's re really easy to, to navigate. Yeah. But it also really easy just to gives us, learn it too. Yeah. It has a very yeah. like low learning curve. You know what I mean? It's like very intuitive. Everyone, like anyone can use it. So yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. For our team, we do a lot of like uh, brainstorming sessions, which are, mm -hmm. are uh, oh my gosh. I mean, it's such a great instrument because we pull in, uh, what would you say, Vera, 10 to 15 people, and you can do more too, but we pull in 10 to 15 people who all have access to this board at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we love combining it. So we'll, we will all be on Zoom and then uh, we will all hop on the Miro board. And so mm -hmm. we can talk on Zoom at the same time that we are all on the Miro board. So you'll see 15 little different arrows or 15 little different pointers. And we can pull in post-it notes around an idea and brainstorm different campaigns or monthly flow ideas, or we can pull in new ways to segment and really brainstorm together how to solve any of the issues or any of the challenges that we have internally too. Right, right. And I love how 
Mira allows us to basically communicate the big picture to the client because very often clients like forget how much work do we put like internally as a team into email marketing and like what email marketing consists of, right? Because you you usually can see like the big, you usually can see like the campaign that we're sending or like a beautiful flow, but you cannot really see the strategy behind it. It's very easy to explain, for example, the life cycle of emails without showing it visually to the client. And my clients love mirror boards probably just like as much as I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's the same thing too. I think what's nice is you can screenshot, say a campaign in Clavio, mm-hmm. often what we do, and we will put it into the board, which then allows the client to leave comments in specific areas of those images or the campaign. And ask for maybe edits or ask for clarification. And then the whole team has access to it so that we can go in and resolve or collaborate even on a smoother just platform that Mm -hmm. makes it easier to you know talk to them as well. So I think the the visual aspect of it is great. The usability, right? The ease Mm -hmm. and the use of it. So and I also think that it just it does it it allows you to see an overall view of what's going Mm -hmm. on internally too. So and that was one thing that, you know, we really wanted to make sure to relate to clients is the value of what we offer, but also what's being done on the back end without having Mm -hmm. to open up our Asana and and showing that. I always say that Asana is like your your desk, right? It's like your office. But Miro allows us to present it in a very structured, almost pretty sense. And we get a color. Yeah. We, you can use <laughs> all sorts of different colors on it. It's fun. Oh, you can do so much with mirror board, honestly. And I love how we also use it like internally for our team. We have this board called, I think it's called Miro Universe or like Flowium Universe or something, where uh-huh. basically every team member who joins our team, they have their own little mirror board where they can tell about themselves. So they can talk about their hobbies. They can talk about like what's important to them. They can share some pictures, some videos, some fun facts about themselves. This is just like the way to get to know them, I guess. But it's also funny to see how beautifully designed our boards of our designers and like how sometimes <laughs> very like simple um, the, the boards of other team members are. Mine is like so simple. Like honestly, my five-year-old niece would probably do a better job, but hey, I communicated the information. That's that's all that matters. Uh, but yeah, you can do all kinds of beautiful things with Miro. Your opportunities are endless yeah. there. I love that universe though, because people put in their personal photos too. So you just upload mm-hmm. your personal photos, things that you like to do like hobbies. You can share. I mean, it's such a fun visual way to get to know your team, especially remotely, right? Where we're not in the same office, but we can mm-hmm. kind of see each other on a more personal level through using Miro and that if you would Flowium universe that we have. So that's a lot of fun. And you too. can kind of see a person's personality by, by their board as well. Some boards are very like colorful. Some are very like minimal. Some are super like organized. Some are like bursting with like colors and, and pictures. That's that's like a fun, fun little experiment to do. Definitely do it with your teams if you if you use uh, mirror board. That's super fun. Cool. And another feature that I honestly love about mirror board is how seamlessly it integrates with like other platforms. Like you mentioned, like Google Drive 
Drive or like Google Docs, right? We usually just like pull the link from the Google Doc or even like import the entire Google Doc into the Miro. And I think you can do the same with like videos. I personally haven't tried it, but I think it integrates with like Vimeo and like other uh, video platforms as well. But since we started talking about uh, Google Docs, can you like briefly talk about like how do we use Google Docs and like for what purposes as email marketers? The nice thing about the Google Drive is that it's not just downloaded on an individual's computer, right? So it's downloaded in the cloud in that like magical place where everything lives <laughs> and that's where Google Drive lives. So it's handled by a wizard somewhere high and everybody can access everything that is being designed <laughs> or made on our team drive. And so we have both an executive drive where leadership members can kind of post all of their th- items. And then we have our Floium team drive that all of our Floium team members can access. And within those, we can actually set different team accesses. So the sales team can have access to the sales folder and design team can have access to all of the designer folders. And mm-hmm. it gives us a really good way to organize our files internally, but then it also allows us to create a project folder for every client and share that project folder with our clients at the same time so that they can Mm -hmm. share their images and um, share their brand guides and see all of the copy docs if they really needed to, or that our team has it all in one location. And then of course, just like you said, the fact that we can integrate that into Miro and Asana is fantastic. Right. And even Slack, everybody can access it. Yeah. And Slack, yes. Yes. That's what I like about this idea of having the tools stack, basically not just like separate little tools that don't communicate together, that don't communicate with each other, but more like a bunch of different tools that help each other and kind of together they make sense. Yeah, that's that's what I like about it. I think it's beneficial that we do it on a team level as well, right? Because we have, say, everybody who is at Floium has a Floium email address and it's connected to our drive so that on our calendars... Mm-hmm. I can go at any time and I can type in Vera's name and see her schedule on her calendar so that we could mm-hmm. set one-on-one really one meetings together in that same organization too. So, that, I mean, that's how we schedule all internal meetings is through the calendar. And it, I mean, mm-hmm. it's so easy to do and it's collaborative in the sense that we can also add documents there if we needed for reference. But being able to say, I think one of the struggles that you have as a remote team is knowing when everybody is available. And in Mm -hmm. using Google calendars, for example, we can type in five different team members and see all of their schedules and then pick that open spot where all five of them would be available. And that's really, it's really beneficial to us internally too. Yeah, no, we we really do use probably all the Google suite products. So like the calendar, the email, the drive, except for probably the Google Meet or what's the name of that Google calling? Like is alternative it's, it's true. Zoom. It's true. Yeah, I we, we're not no using it. <laughs> we are Zoom fans. We are Zoom we fans. Are Zoom people. <laughs> we are Zoomers. No, Zoomers, it's something different. Zoomers, it's like a generation, right? I guess. <laughs> um, but we are Zoom people. And since we started like talking about Zoom, Amira, like what communication sort of like tools do we use internally? So it's Zoom and there are like two more also like. Yes. So we use uh, Zoom and we use Loom and we use Slack. Zoom, Loom, Slack. They sound like name of puppies or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a great, great name for your next animal. I, know. I was like, huh. 
when will I have some more animals? Just kidding. I, I, I think soon. I think soon. Really soon. Any, any day now, Amira. It happens every every few months. You get a new, new animal to your house. You're adding new animal to your animal stack, I guess. Right? Yeah. It's an animal no, stack. It's, it's yeah. For every yeah. child that so, turns 18, I'm going to replace him with an animal. That's what they get. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Okay, cool. So Zoom, let's talk about Zoom and why we use Zoom and not the other like like uh, yeah. platforms. So I think that Zoom is one that does not have a learning curve. I mean, people have to learn how to click on the link that ultimately they come into the room, they can turn on their mic, they can turn on their camera. There isn't any special settings that yep. anybody has to make. And that makes it really easy for our clients mm-hmm. to use or for even in the sales department for prospective leads to just join our sales calls. They don't have to worry so much as um, other, mm-hmm. other programs might be not as user-friendly. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, we use it for just being efficient for being easy. They're reliable. It's a, we'll, we'll use it for quick check-in calls, whether mm-hmm. we're doing, you know, simple or we'll use it for longer team meetings if we need to, for more collaborative work. And I love the screen sharing part. So the screen mm-hmm. sharing in Zoom is so easy to do. It literally is a button that lives on the bottom of the Zoom screen. And so you can share your screen. You can even select just a portion of your screen to share in mm-hmm. Zoom so that if you have a ton of items up, or if you don't want to show maybe the the bars within a Google doc, for example, you just want to show the document, you can select and just share that portion of the screen. Mm-hmm. I think that while ultimately there are other platforms that you could use for videos, we have found Zoom to be the most user-friendly and the mm-hmm. easiest application. Plus it integrates in Google calendars really well. So anytime that we schedule a meeting, we can just connect it where our Zoom automatically pulls in. Mm-hmm automatically creates a link. Yeah. And and you pretty much can have like an unlimited amount of people on the call and it will not um, slow down the the video or whatever. Because I, I know that's the issue with like other platforms when you have like a lot of people, it's it's harder to share screen because um, right. yeah, that's the struggle that we had with other platforms. No, like Zoom is really, is really easy to use. And I don't think we need to talk more about Zoom because probably like 90% of you are using Zoom anyways. It's, it's great. We love Zoom. But the other tools that that you briefly mentioned um, Slack. Like, why do we use Slack at all? Like, how do we use it? And like, how do we organize it internally? So I think of Slack as basically text messaging, which is what I prefer, except for you do it on a big group aspect. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and nobody gets annoyed, like if we were to text on our phones. Mm-hmm. So the group messaging in Slack, think of it like a communication platform and you can choose to see everybody as individuals. So I can see all of the team that is on Slack and you mm-hmm. can change your availability. So you can put, if you're available, if you're in a meeting, you can say, if you're in deep work, we have one for those. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's on the individual side. And then on top of that, we actually can put in different projects channels. And so in Slack, we have a project channel for every project we have for every client's Mm -hmm. brand, if you would, that we have. And we also have a Slack channel for each department. So the sales department, marketing department, content production, you think of the, you know, finance channel, the HR channel Mm -hmm. with only those selected team members that need to know about those conversations. So it's a really easy way to group different different individuals Mm -hmm. 
like the project teams. So for the project team, you have the project manager, the senior project manager, you have the copywriter, the designer, the Clavio Pro and the assistant all in one channel. So anything that really needs to be related can be done in that one channel versus messaging each Mm -hmm. individual. And that makes it great. It's also nice because you can uh, hit the app button and tag different team members within Slack or within the channel or personally. And uh, I also love that you can do the emojis. So when somebody comments, (laughs) um, you add in different emojis. My favorite one is Keanu Reeves. Somebody created a Keanu Reeves emoji. It's my favorite one. It's just like Keanu Reeves and party style. It doesn't necessarily (laughs) look like Keanu Reeves. It's like briefly reminds me of hey, Keanu. I think it could look like Keanu Reeves like in a John Wick way I, t- I could totally see it if John Wick okay, maybe. was in a club yeah 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 okay okay yeah yeah I, I think you're right <laughs> we also yeah, have little flowy like... emojis you know it's fun it's fun yeah yeah my favorite one is the dancing panda one I use it all the time like the little dancing <laughs> really too. Yeah, I live, yeah, I live for those emojis. Yeah. No, like seriously, like organizing conversation into various channels, super, super helpful. I think back in the day we had like maybe like few channels, just like the project ones and then one big channel for everything else. Well, it was a mess because you were like getting those like messages, relevant, irrelevant messages all together all the time. You've been like bombarded with those messages. So now I really like how we organize it, like by projects, by interests, like for example we have this like fitness channel i don't even know the name of it because i don't belong to it anymore (laughs) because like i'm not a i'm not a fitness person myself lately but yeah or we have like a random channel where um our clavio pro arpit always shares like the best memes ever so shout out to you arpit (laughs) if you're listening i do love i I do love love that it helps like the teams to be funny, like with, uh, well, to be funny, we're all funny. We're all great. But I do love that. Like the random channel is a great place to post mm-hmm. memes and it keeps it out of necessarily like the project or Floium team channels. Right. It's and then pretty much should be called like out. not the memes, but <laughs> children <laughs> memes and, and, and puppies. That's what we're using it yep. for pretty much yep. 99% of the time. It's <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. And it, I think that uh, you need to go check out the interest ones. Just type in interest in Slack. There's like three of them. Interest music is in there. Interest health and fitness. Um, interest. Yeah, there's there's a few of them. Do we but have like, interest food? Slack. No. Do we have interest food? <laughs> Maybe we need to I have interest. Think. Maybe cooking? I need to start and, and lead it. Or like yes. interest eating. Yes. Cool. Okay. And now the Loom one, Zoom, Loom and Slack. So what about Loom? Like, how do we use it? Why do we use it? What do we love about it? You know, I was first introduced to Loom when I applied to Floium and they asked to create a two minute Loom video explaining who you were. And I had never used Loom before. And I think I figured it out in a matter of downloading it, adding it as an extension (laughs) and turning it on. So the, once again, I go back to just being user-friendly, super easy. Uh, On Loom, it's a video sharing platform, but you can choose to show only the camera view of yourself. You can show just the screen view of what your screen Mm -hmm. is showing or my favorite and what we probably use the most is the combination. So you can show your screen with a little circle image in the corner that is you in the camera. So it mm-hmm. combines both. So you can show what's on the screen while also talking and kind of making it a little bit more personal of a video going back and forth. And so it's just an easy way to capture your screen and 
face and you can share quick info. You can share tips. We do full training videos on Loom, Mm -hmm. anything that we can do to kind of record it. And then it's great too, because it's loom.com basically, but Loom, you can pull it open and you can organize it. So we have ours sorted into folders as well. Once again, we have it sorted by projects. We have it sorted by departments. We have it sorted Mm -hmm. by trainings. And so it's really easy also, if we ever needed to find a video uh, that may have been recorded some time ago, we can easily go into Loom, open the folder and search for that video, or you can even type it in as well. So it's nice. We just have a great, easy way to sort the videos that we record and it's all done online. So when you use Loom, you don't have to necessarily like wait for it. As soon as you record it, there's a link Mm -hmm. ready for you to send and you can upload videos. So even if you recorded a video, say on Loom, or you recorded a meeting, you can also upload those into Loom and sort them and place them where they need to go as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I usually use it as a replacement for like emails. I like hate writing emails, but like sending a quick Loom video, like explaining what is happening to make sure that we are all on the same team, because communication is a big thing, especially when you're like working with uh, remote teams. Sometimes it's like, probably for me, it's like the most challenging part of remote work is to be able to communicate it in a very efficient way. And so everyone are on the same page. Loom is super helpful in that instances. I love it. I love it. I can't imagine my life without it. Cool. Okay. Amira, I know we're almost out of time. So the last and very quick question, what would be your number one recommendation or tip for a successful remote collaboration? Oh, if I could just choose one tip, it would be to... Nope. See, you can't do one. Okay. So the first tip that I'm going to give is the right team. Truly, it does take a lot of work to find the right people. And we really do have like a hiring process that's extensive and thorough. And part of that is because we work remote. We want to find the right team members who can work independently as well as within a team and use the tools that we provide to be collaborative with the rest of the team. And then just going back to those three elements, you know, really knowing your purpose, your mission, finding the right team members that have the right attributes, but also believing and trusting in both. So believing and trusting in your purpose and your mission as a company and really believing in the skill sets of your team members. And then of course, the collaborative tools that you need to accomplish your mission. So you can't expect your team to deliver a product if you don't provide the right tools to do so. So having that right tech stack for your organization is is so critical to make sure that you guys are delivering your services and and really uh, working as a collaborative team. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amara. Really, really appreciate you being today on this podcast and talking to us about all of the tools. And by the way, guys, we will link all of the tools um, and apps that we talked about in the description box down below. So scroll and find those tools there. Thank you so much for being with us, Amara. Bye, everybody. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast just as much as we enjoyed recording it. So as always, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any like fun stories you want to share with a fellow email marketing geek, definitely reach out. My email is vredflowium.com. And if you have questions to our guest, Amara, you can reach out to her, amara at flowium.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you leave us a review, we're going to send you a pair of beautiful branded Flowium socks. So go to flowium.com slash socks, leave your review, and we're going to send you your very own pair 
of your Flowium socks. And of course, as always, come back next week. Next week, we're going to be talking to a very cool guest. Spoiler alert, the podcast have been recorded already. The guest name is Derek Haney. And he's basically helping to connect e-commerce store with the right tech apps and partners. And that's all for free. So come back next week to learn like how to build your technology stack and to learn more about what Derek does. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.